0: The year is 2020. Wasteland and Field of Ruin have destroyed our mana bases. There is but one solution, one way to save the metagame. Brave souls working for the benefit of us all. Welcome to the Astro Lab. progress yeah hey we are recording
1: how long has it been
0: oh gosh it's been a while so i I think it's been the biggest thing it has it has been quite a while since we last recorded and that's unfortunate but it is what it is um we've been really super busy both of us and yeah (laughs) so we've all had a lot going on so Uh, so yeah, um, so I and that's the other thing. Like, I don't have really any set like an agenda for tonight. I think we're just gonna wing it because we'll talk about whatever we feel like. Because hey, you don't have
1: an agenda, everybody's
0: supposed to have an agenda uh now. Nobody nobody, nobody has an agenda anymore. Uh, anyways, uh, hi, I'm 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 not Scott, I'm Joe. I'm (laughs) Scott's over there laughing because they said I'm not Scott. Um, uh, this is the Astrolab. Hi. All right, pack it up, folks. We're done. I'm, right. just, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so we've been busy, but uh, Scott and I did get out and got to see each other last night and play some magic. So that was fun. We met up at a store and played Pioneer. And, which almost didn't fire. Yeah, which almost didn't fire.
1: Uh, and if it didn't fire, they were not going to uh, have non-commander formats anymore. It's wild. Yeah, so it's like...
0: Oof. mm-hmm um so yay um
1: <laughs> i found out can't remember if you were there i was
0: i was there. there i was listening to the story but you could tell it
1: oh okay yeah so i hadn't played command or why i'm playing i haven't played pioneer in one uh probably a couple months maybe something like that um it was definitely before domineer united spoiler started mm-hmm. which is odd to think about because it seems like we're always in some type of spoiler season <laughs> um and uh the last opponent I played was playing Golgari Midrange. And I was playing uh, the Lotus Field combo for the first time at a sanctioned event. Uh, this person was so mad because they thought they didn't have any agency. And I'm like, yeah, you do. You have cards like Thopsies and stuff game one. And you, you're playing a, a black green deck. So you obviously have Enchantment 8 somewhere, I would hope. Um, right, right. Uh, so uh, they were so mad that uh, I played that deck and beat them which mind you weeks prior this person was playing Mono blue spirits which is a pretty good deck right um that they stopped playing uh, like entirely they, yeah they, they they stopped playing the pioneer format entirely and so did the two friends that um he would normally be at the store with and since then the format's been hard to fire and then I show up and we get the fire granted it was only three rounds but still right and I'm like huh, so did I, like, kill the format and save it at the same time? Like, I don't know. Like, it's hard to say. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Man, we, all right, so I looked. It's been since, it's been almost a month, actually, since we recorded. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's been a lot that's happened in the world in the world of magic. Oh, God. Um, so I don't know, where where
0: do you, do you just want to rip the Band-Aid off right now and start mm-hmm. the top? I, I honestly, I, I, it's so hard to discuss anything. In yeah, because cause you and I have discussed it a lot since through the internet and on the Discord servers we're on. So, yeah, I, I get it. Right, yeah, like it makes it really hard to like even consider talking about most of it. So, right. I mean, by now we already know that, you know, we've had Infinity, we've had, you know, um, Warhammer, you know, came out. Both, both Warhammer and Infinity came out in the same day, yeah. uh, and we also had the whole Magic Thirty business. And the, the Magic Thirty business so overplayed, and honestly, it's just nothing worth talking about at this point. Like the whole thing is just utterly ridiculous, and there's no, <laughs> there's nothing that can be said here that hasn't already been said. What are you counting? Yeah, three hundred
1: thirty-four thousand bulk cards ready to go. Now I can trade that into a store. For one four pack
0: uh, <laughs>
1: box of uh, Magic Thirty at a thousand dollars, yeah,
0: it's just it's just not worth it. I I, I
1: I can't wait to play those cards and turn.
0: Oh wait, they're not tournament legal. Mm, yeah, they're they're most definitely not tournament legal. So it was
1: like I all right here here's my things with it. Right, the price sucks. It's uh they're they're obviously trying they're trying to say hey this game is for everybody by making it a thirtieth anniversary celebration thing. But not everybody can afford it, so it's kind of kind of two faced uh, in that regard. They're only targeting whales, and even some whales are like, "I don't want this shit." Um, So there's that. My other thing with it is, uh, like, once one of these cards gets in the hands of legit counterfeit counterfeiters, all all bets are off. They can reverse engineer it. Who knows? Yeah, Uh, you know, and that's that's not good for those vintage uh lowercase v uh vintage collectibles uh, right you know who knows what will happen so it's like i mean sorry bad enough uh older formats don't really fire anyway right here
0: uh, yeah and
1: then you have that and then on top of that you have like people are like wow i can get these from my decks and i'm like where are you putting animate wall? Yeah, ADHD
0: deck. Yeah, like good old animate wall.
1: Like, like people misinterpreted this because all they saw was black lotus, power nine, and dual lands. Right. And it's like, first of all, some of what you're excited about isn't even legal in Commander to begin with. Right. But there's a Commander ban list for quote casual play. uh you know, and the moxon are not allowed. But, oh, I could just rule zero it. And and I'm like, whatever. And then you have the crowd who are like, they've just legitimized proxies. And I'm like, technically, these aren't proxies because a proxy is given out by a judge at a sanctioned event if your card is damaged or somehow marked.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that colloquially we know what they mean. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our
1: lexicon has grown and changed to where... We would recognize these as, quote, proxies. Yes. But at the same time, it's like, if you're footing a bill for this, just go buy the dual land that you want, the actual legit dual land. Or better yet, don't build your commander decks with reserve list cards because really the list of cards that are powerful for that format is very small and usually just lands. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I like the whole thing just stinks. And what sucks, what really sucks is the all the announcements of things they had prior to the Magic 30 now Everything else they talked about was fucking hype, right? All, all the sets and products coming out, and they they revealed Urza that's coming in Brothers War. Yeah, I mean, um, there, there was a lot that happened. Yeah, and even the next day, there was uh, the reveal of the Transformers cards coming to uh, Brothers War packs. Yeah. So it's like there's all this stuff that we could get excited about, but no, it's about Magic 30. And every time there's a post about... The Magic 30 Vegas event, it just opens that wound back up about the Magic 30 product, especially today when they talked about, here are our safety guidelines. So here comes all the people like, man, can I get a refund for my ticket? Because they're stupid and don't want to take care of themselves and make sure they don't infect others. So, yeah, it it, it, it sucks on not just the level of the product and the price, but the discourse that it brings every time it's brought up. And any event celebrating Magic 30, even if it's disassociated from this product, will bring that back up all over again every time it comes up. Right. So that's our show for tonight. Uh, (laughs) 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 But do you want to talk about what you played in Pioneer last night? Uh, Yeah. For our viewers at home.
0: Yeah. So I played the Garuda combo deck in Pioneer, which was fun. I had a great time playing it. it's definitely uh has its has its moments but it, it definitely has its uh downfalls mm-hmm. uh so i played against elves uh in round one and very quickly uh like game one was just simply a slaughter fest uh, i lost game one very handily like it was just so qu- over so quickly uh, elves is uh there were two elves players last night granted we only had eight people people playing. that's a lot of elves players for two people though. uh yeah
1: and yeah man just and so seeing board states i'm like oh
0: yeah so i mean i think that that's it's it's yeah it's it's definitely going to be a hard matchup for that deck mm-hmm. and uh but and then game two i misplayed horribly uh i got to go off uh and i had enough creatures on board to withstand anything uh And then I just didn't even think about the fact that milling my opponent out was a legitimate strategy to consider, and they had a second Shaman of the pack in their hand, Mm. so that was kind of just what it boiled down to. (laughs) So, uh, I played against Blue-White Spirits. Um, I lost game one, uh, just couldn't get on board with what I needed to do, and they had a counterspell at the right time. Um, And then game two, I got to do my thing, and about the third or fourth, fourth or fifth one in, I whiffed uh, on hitting a a clone and I was staring, I was at like one life staring down lethal on board in the air. Uh, So that was not fun. Um, So yeah, those two games were not fun. I Then I played against um, the person that you played against uh, I think in round one maybe? You played against the person playing the um, Metalwork Colossus.
1: Oh, yeah. Deck.
0: Yeah. That deck was it, so
1: goofy.
0: Yeah. It was cool. Uh, but yeah.
1: I had no idea what he was trying to do game one until he was doing it. And then I looked and I'm like, oh, uh, I left two blue open instead of blue and white to cast Fateful absent. That's how I lost game one. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I, I, so I, um, I ended up beating them, uh, 2 0. Uh, that was just like they kind of were trying to do their thing. Uh, they put, like uh, a metalwork Colossus into play in game two mm. uh, and then I just I went off <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and hit a um like I hit like the best chain ever like I hit all the spark doubles I needed to hit and I hit a dragon Lord polygon to, to finish the the chain. Yeah. uh the game one though was was fun because uh they didn't really have any creatures in play uh when I was going off and I finished the chain by putting a sire of insanity into play. <laughs> uh, and so I uh, was just like okay go to end step D used discard her hand and it was just one of those like oh okay well um, your your chances of actually drawing an answer in a single card are just nil to this board state of uh, a, a bunch of creatures yeah like and he was just like yeah I, I could see <laughs> like I'm not beating this I'm like yeah definitely not uh, <laughs> um, so. how does uh, just because
1: uh, Garuda gets around rest of these right yes all right, yeah. but what about hallowed
0: moonlight? Uh, that is the I gotta look that one hellow. That is we have a reader. Yeah. Oh yeah, until I decorative if a creature rendered a battlefield once cast exile. Yeah, that it doesn't get around that.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, so, that that's
0: a card that it does not get around.
1: Uh you are my friend. Uh you are my co-host. Um when I was Uh, Deciding the deck to play, I took out my rest in peace and put those in because I knew you were on that
0: deck. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not surprised. I I I pre-boarded against. Well, I didn't pre-board against you, but I adjusted my sideboard for that matchup. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I I would too. Like it's it's a rough. uh, It's definitely rough to play against. Uh, Like yeah, I would not be surprised. Like uh, yeah, it's a very rough rough deck uh, to play against if you or if you are playing static graveyard hate. Mm-hmm. um that is not something like uh graph digger's cage right uh like graph digger's cage is pretty good against it yeah you're, i you're...
1: i thought about that and i'm like as one of how am i gonna see it i mean you uh-huh. you draw a lot of cards that i what what i played last night as far as drawing cards and seeing cards
0: yeah uh, was
1: pretty nuts uh yeah, so I mean, of course you, i played blue eye control
0: yeah you, you you draw a lot of cards
1: I played the Narset Days undoing Doing combo. Yeah, it's so, that's so.
0: great. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. When I did it the first time, i like, oh. And actually, when I did it game one, I was shuffling the Resolve Days undoing Doing back in, which is <laughs> uh, no-no. yeah, no, yeah. No. yeah. It is not, not just... Elixir Immortality. It is not. No. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Um, plus, uh, I experienced the weird interaction of plus one uh, Teferi Hero Dominaria cast Days undoing. Doing. Uh, with Narsan on board, it's like, oh, my turn just ended. I cannot untap my lands. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't uh, doesn't work like that. <laughs> um, what what I've seen people do is they use uh, Saw It Coming instead of Absorb. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's, e- it, it's easier as the game develops to leave two main open, especially if you have other colors, sources like Field of Ruin, uh, which takes care of Nyxha. really good, by the way.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: yeah it, it's easier to have that open. Than is uh blue blue white. Right. I'm like, I I guess I can see that. I've not really settled on a version of Blue White Control uh for Pioneer yet, anyway. uh uh-huh. I'm not really liking Wandering Emperor.
0: That's I, weird because that
1: card's like really good. It, it it is, but it's like and maybe it's just the style I play. Maybe it's just me missing Gideon Jura. Maybe it's me wanting to play Elspeth's son, uh Sun's champ or
0: Elspeth Sun's Champion. Um, I I think your, I think your, um, I think your your wandering emperor. I think it's also like the play heuristic too. Yeah, of really understanding how to play that card, uh, because that does require some understanding of how to play it best. Play that card. There were a couple times where like you let an attacker go through, uh, and then you cast wandering emperor and you down ticked it. Um, you know, in that case, like if you were gonna let that attacker go through, the best thing to do at that point would have been to down tick and create a samurai.
1: Yeah, that way the wandering emperor has another uh, one toughness. On. I was looking at more for the life gain to stay alive. Yeah, but, yeah,
0: but yeah, I don't, I don't think that you care about that at that point. Like,
1: yeah, and, and really the blocking with the samurai, even
0: if it dies, it's still kind of like life gain. Yeah, so. it's yeah, it's pretty much yeah, that's pretty much life gain. Yeah, the, you're, yeah. you're 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 lo- you're not losing life right. because what, of that. Yeah, right. What's
1: good about that is, as far as just that deck and that card is Explore. So if I want to play, I can just hop on arena, get some reps in, try to understand what I'm doing in the deck and things like that. So, so there is that. Right. Um, yeah. I played against uh malware classes around uh, one uh, went to time, but one, <laughs> one, I think on turn three of turns? turn, it was turn three. Yeah. Yeah. With um, uh hall, the storm giants. Uh, so I did pick up my pace of play game middle of games two And, and uh, all the way through three, Um and played against uh, uh, played against elves, right? Yeah, you played against elves, yeah, yeah, played against elves and lost. Uh, just could not find the board wipe. Uh, and then the third round, uh, my opponent was on a zur domain deck, which is which looked pretty sweet. Hmm. Uh, we talked about some cards, uh, like uh, doing giant and detention sphere, stuff right. like that that. He, he should probably be running there, but he's like. I, I he was one uh, one or or o one one going into that yeah it's just three rounds I'll concede to you let's just do something else right so we wound up playing a one v one commander he put out his uh, sin triplets deck I put out my brea deck and beat him two games and I'm like I, I just kind of slowly just packed away my cards I'm like I'm done I'm I'm not gonna keep beating you like this <laughs> uh, we're we're let's just hang out and chat for the rest of the night that this is this is better right um, but yeah like ov- overall just going to that store and playing and hanging out and even Warren coming by and hanging out for a bit and, and shooting the shit about a variety of subjects that, that was enjoyable wow right. that, that's the kind that's the kind of night i look for when i go play magic not the uh play against sharks type night if that makes sense mm. so yeah that, that is there is that okay nobody scored yet still but runners on first and third uh houston is batting in top six all right um two outs uh
0: <laughs>
1: man that's crazy like this game is approaching six hours that's just nuts yeah uh, like you can listen to our longest shows probably like three times and still not this game still wouldn't be done um <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh the paramount channel uh started a lord of the rings uh, uh trilogy marathon oh geez uh they are almost done i think if i do no uh they have about an hour and 20 minutes to go on return or uh the two towers oh geez <laughs> and this game is still going anyway i digress um yeah that's so yeah Pi- pioneer is fun uh just playing Magic's fun. Let's just put it that way. Playing Magic's right, fun. Right. Right. It's just that Pioneer has, or and maybe it could also be that store too, because like there are people there that just that's where they go to play Magic. They they're not there to like, oh man, I I need to make optimal plays to get all the uh all the credits it's just it's kind of chill and relax um i mean granted most of that store is playing commander i don't know how many they had last night but usually they get like 40 people playing commander on a friday night uh so like imagine uh let's see yeah because they do it in pods of four so yeah imagine you have pioneer players in the front of the store and then in the back in the game room you have 10 full tables of commander so it's pretty crazy uh, but even then, the community players are mostly chill, you know. They, there's problems, of course, but uh, they're not like CDH players trying to just play for nothing but credits and pump stop, pub stomp everybody. Um, sadly, though, uh, you know, the only place doing legacy is like what 45 minutes away, I think you said, Mason, Ohio, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're doing proxy events, and you know, that that's fine because you know, people. Go to the Buffalo Chicken Dip, which are proxy events. So it's kind of like you get kind of the same vibe,
0: I guess. It's just it's not for me. Those uh the, the Buffalo Chicken Dip events are extremely competitive too. Yeah. Uh I will say that. Uh because you know but, Yeah, there's like real shit on the line. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's they're reserve list cards and right, you know, uh, stuff like that, you know. So, but yeah, I mean they tend to be pretty competitive, like they um how I'm well, saying.
1: What? What happens if he gets down to where the prizes are uh, mostly played cards? <laughs> like, we yeah. get on uh, Near Mint, Light Play. All right, all those are gone. What's next?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, like, if you look at, like, the prizes for the um, the Open in a couple yeah. of weeks here, I think, like, the first prize is, like, two... I think they're kind of, like, MP-ish, like, whatever, um, Volks and, like, an HP Volk. Nice. So, I mean... Wow. I think I have to go look. I'm. Um, I was it. just joking. Holy cow! I didn't know we were there yet. Uh, I, I think the thing is, it's like he. It just depends on what he gets and how what kind of pricing he can get on what he gets. Yeah. Um. Like I think that's what it boils down to. Let Let me see here. Uh, one light play, one moderate play, one heavy play. So and then the Volk for second is light play. Uh, and then third and fourth, uh, the Trops are moderate play. One of the two is signed. Okay. Uh, So, yeah. So yeah, it's it's um it's one of those things where it's like he kind of just kind of gets what he can get, right? I think that's like what it boils down to is you get what you can get. Like you're not going to always get near mint. Like you're going to get what's available to you. When is that event again? Uh, the twelfth of November. Is he going to have one after that? Um, I'm not sure what he's going to do. Uh, I'm pretty sure he'll probably have another. Uh, sixty-four player event like his normal events. Okay. Uh, that are usually held at like one of the game stores in that area. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm brainstorming right now. That's why I, I would expect that he will have another um, another, probably not, probably not this year. Right. I will say. Okay. Yeah. I will say probably not in like December or anything like that. Okay. Uh, you know, because he knows, especially knows that people in December legacy players a lot of them have you know families a lot of them have kids sure uh you know d- at december is that season where you're asking to not you know fill your event because christmas season and all sorts of stuff going on yeah yeah
1: that that's the thing i find and I weather
0: s- right oh well of course yeah. he knows he knows people drive from out of town and
1: yeah uh, that's the thing i find odd though about like the release timing of brothers war because you have uh that's coming out in early mid November. Then you're right into holiday season. Matter of fact, I uh I had two uh vacation days left to use. And I mm-hmm. looked at the calendar at work, uh, because my dumbass worked overtime today. Um, and I'm like, oh, the Monday after Thanksgiving is wide open like a barn door. I'll take that one. Uh, because then they'll have me off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, and then I am like, huh, the uh I think it's the because we're recognizing Christmas on the 26th. Uh, and I think the Thursday before and the Thursday before the end of the year, both of those had enough to where I could take a half day <laughs> each. So I would just work a half day on those days and get out. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that time of year, like, heck, I start really thinking about holiday stuff, not like buying or getting into the spirit, mind you, but just keeping in mind winter is coming. I start thinking about that mid July. <laughs> Right, yeah, the the, the the weeks just go so fast anymore. Like here we are, like we're thinking, man, when was the last time we were recorded? And it was a month ago. Uh, just real life for both of us
0: is just sped things up so damn much. Right. So yeah, I um, I think I think he'll probably, I would say, probably look for like March, March, April, or whatever for him to start kind of pushing uh events again. Okay. Uh, he'll kind of take a break over the over the the winter season. Uh, and yeah, I would I would say probably March, March, April. Like I would I would say that's probably like the best uh that I could say for what he's gonna do. Um, you know that'll also give him the best uh, position for players to want to travel down and stuff like that. Weather will be better. Oh yeah. Uh, you know because uh you know we have had quite a few players come down from like the Pennsylvania uh area. Uh, a lot of those guys up there that play at like Titan Games. And mm-hmm. PA have come down, including like Brian Koval and a couple of those, you know, real banger players. <laughs> right. The, the um, heavyweights of, right. of the uh format. Right. So yeah, I would expect expect he'll he'll do do another one again. I don't know when he'll try and do another one like this open. I guess it's gonna depend on how successful the open is. Sure. Uh but I think I think he'll be I think the open will be fine. Um, it's definitely a, a lot. <laughs> Like there's a lot going on um with that. But I think he'll be fine. There's there's currently he's currently half of his cap though for that. It's sixty-four hmm. players out of hundred and twenty eight have, have have registered. Okay. Uh and we've got uh three weeks. Well no four weeks, so cause it's on the twelfth. So that's not too bad.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. I mean with uh the various Discord channels that you all are in and his presence on just Twitter alone, I, I'm sure he'll at the very least, hit half the remaining number by right. time the event hits. So. Right.
0: And I, I think he's it's, it, it, what's awkward about it is, I know, like, the event, the entry fee is a little high for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think people just also need to realize, like, <laughs> the venue that he is having it at, plus the fact that it has lunch involved. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Food's provided and all that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just the thing. Like you get lunch and this is where there's a, I always talk about Rob's events in the sense of I like giving Rob's events, publicity and and patronizing his events Mm -hmm. simply because he is so extremely transparent uh, with where your entry fee goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, All if you really just want to know, all you have to do is ask him. Right. Uh, and he will just flat out tell you break it. He'll even send you a, like you know a spreadsheet or whatever that says that breaks <laughs> it down. That says this is where your event entry goes. If you really want to know, like he's a lawyer. He knows you know what it, what it means to be transparent and be open with people in that regards. Uh, so I think that that really influences him to want to be like that. Where you know he's seen enough shady people out there, you know, run events that he's just like, I don't want to be that guy. Right. Uh, and I honestly totally respect Rob for that because it's one of the reasons I like him so much. And one of the reasons he's a really good friend of mine, because it's not just because of his events, he's a really nice guy anyways, but, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, and I think like, bef- I can't even remember if BCDL, I think that was probably over. Oh no, it wasn't. No, we, we, I, that was li- we were literally talking about, Whether or not it was even going to happen for the last one Mm -hmm. when we recorded last, oh Uh, yeah, which it did, it did happen. Uh, I I went, uh, I scrubbed out super hard. (laughs) Uh, I played Legacy, I played Legacy Garuda, and went 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 o three drop, and then spent the next three rounds uh, doing coverage with Rob uh, in the back end of the the Warp Gate store. Uh, which was which was super fun honestly uh we got to have uh you know local friend to us uh Steve Sizemore on camera uh for one of the rounds and just got to watch him play like one of the more masterful depths uh matches I've ever seen uh it was really well played and he was playing against a blue white stifle knot oh <laughs> which was cool it was cool like I, uh, we were like we were looking at the list of like people on there and like there was like a big choice there it was like uh because rob, rob and i pulled up the tournament list or whatnot, We're like okay who are we gonna have on camera for round five and it's like for a feature match and we're looking at it and i'm like i was like okay well there is a mono red painter mirror that's kind of interesting like mm-hmm. but painter mirrors are always super interesting to watch um but at the same time like the painter player had been on camera the, the round before uh, one, one of them had been on camera the round before and i was just like you got to f- switch it up a little bit and you know you know, add a little bit more de- variety. And I was just like, oh, Steve's playing against the Stifle Night guy. You gotta get put them on camera. <laughs> like That's it. And and even after the fact, when I talked to Steve about it, he was like, he's like, I know you guys just picked that because of the, what he was playing, but not what I was because Depths has been on camera a lot today. Right. And I said, yeah, but he said, but it was also like a super good match to watch, like from a, a entertainment standpoint. Uh, that was a match where we got to see like the full breadth of Cards like Minskin Boo and how good Minskin Boo is. Like, we got to just see how good that card was in action. Like, it was just really, really good for coverage uh, to see how strong Minskin Boo is the card. Like,
1: <laughs> man, if only they could print a actual in universe Magic the Gathering version of it instead of playing a d card.
0: Minskin Boo, it, we, we stand Minskin Boo in this house, Scott. We will take, we will I, take I, it. I, I, know. I know. I'm just. <laughs> Spewing Mi- internet discourse. Mi- Minsk is great. We 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 will not we will not uh hate against Minsk.
1: It, it's 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 fun at all. Like you could play it. You cannot play it. Like uh, there's literally two options. You know. I think I, I think more often than not you want to play it. Uh, sure. I guess it, it. I mean, it could also depend on the meta. Like the meta could shift where it could
0: be just okay or a tool or a
1: plan where it's like you don't have to have it. I think so. I think
0: if I think the biggest <laughs> limiting factor for it is Delver, yeah, because uh, Delver is, has, you know, you're not playing the card into a uh, a lightning bolt because right. unlike other Planeswalkers, where you get to like reap the value immediately out to Planeswalker, Mitskaboo has a enters the battlefield trigger which you can respond to, so you can just bolt it in response, and they don't get you know to do their thing with it. Right, but at the same time. Uh they're also playing like Hydra Blast and like Blue Animal Blast to like beat that plus Maddening Hex. But I think um like more often than not, like if, if Delver were to like drop like a ton out of the metagame, or at least drop to a nominal level of the metagame to where other decks can kind of share a little bit in regards. I think Minskabu's stock goes way up. Uh and it's just a good control card. Like, it's just absolutely just a fantastic control card. Uh you have this card that just generates a threat every turn. Hey, uh, how's the control card it's not blue or white i'm confused <laughs> that you know what though that's an upside in this format yeah like to hear if you think about it that's an upside in this format because of cards like pyroblast seeing a lot of play yeah so, especially in the main deck right, yeah yeah it so just makes that card dead right yeah having a threat that can't be pyroblasted is just absolutely great and right
1: who's main decking Hydroblast? right yeah nobody. nobody yeah
0: and the thing is is like it 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 generates a threat every turn which is what you want like uh like it's kind of like the quintessential uh control card finisher type card like you, you mm-hmm. it generates a threat every turn uh you're never going to run out of that threat uh it generates a threat that gets big really quick uh you know you're swinging for four right immediately the turn it comes down uh and then not only that it draws cards <laughs> and and not only that also like the fling is also pretty relevant when you're when you're flinging other creatures it doesn't. You don't always have to fling boo to draw cards, but you you do have to fling boo to draw card. But right. if you if you fling something else, you can get a full a lot more damage out of it. So like, uh, you know, for Rexy and Dreadnought seems like a really good card to smack your opponent with. Seems pretty good. And then fling it for twelve. <laughs> like, you know, that's that's pretty gross. So so yeah, I, I think it was a good it was a good match that showed that. That date that card off really well, and it also showed cased off um Outland Liberator really well as well. Uh, that was another card. Um, I, I gotta say though, the card that's honestly really kind of flew under the radar and it was a card that just nobody thought about, but it's obviously we thought really thought about it for other formats, uh, you know, younger formats because, like, okay, Pioneer, for example, Rakdos Midrange was a card we talked about last night with Warren because Warren <laughs> didn't know it existed. Is Shield or the Apocalypse? Oh, yeah, and that card's like, oh, yeah, that card's seeing a lot of play in standard, it's gonna see a lot of play, it sees a lot of play in Pioneer because you know, gross. <laughs> uh, but you know, the format that it kind of flew under the radar for was vintage and legacy, and it's seeing play there, and uh, it's seeing play in these really strange ways. Uh, and one of the ways that it's seeing play is in Doomsday. Uh, as a sideboard card in Doomsday.
1: Oh, is it like a sideboard Juke or something?
0: Yeah, yeah. Except oh. the thing is, it's like you don't have to cut like your Dark Rituals. Oh yeah, uh, of <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and you don't have to cut like your Doomsday package either. You can just board into Shouldreds. Oh. And what it really helps you with is the Delver matchup. Uh, because they have a really hard time of beating that card. The so the way that card reads is it, people don't understand this card is is two black black for a four five with death touch. All right, four or five with death touch is already like bonkers in stats. Right, like, like this is just absolutely bonkers. And then uh, it's a you know whenever you draw a card you gain two life. Whenever an opponent draws a card they lose two life. So the effect it has on the board state is you put this into play, and if they don't have an answer to the card immediately, they are not going to be able to find one because Any sort of cantrip they cast, any sort of, you know, draw spell that they're going to try and push through, they're going to lose life. And that's going to eventually kill them. Like, if they're like, well, you know, any uh, any other threat like this that would have this, like, effect on the game, like, an effect like this in the game, it it usually is a, a card where you could try and, like brainstorm your way out of it or whatnot to try and find an answer for it right it doesn't work like that with children yeah you can cast that brainstorm and you know okay so you, they draw their card for turn they lose two life they cast a brainstorm that's six life that's eight life total that they've lost that turn and they may not have found the answer oh it's fine life is a resource well but see the thing is is at the same time this thing's a four or five right <laughs> and it's going to attack you and then the other opposite effect that it has is so you put this into play against Delver and they put down a murktide Regent. Say they put down a maximum strength Mertride, okay, eight sure. eight Regent. You draw your card for turn. You gain two life. You cast a Brainstorm. You gain six life. You just <laughs> you, fogged a Mertride hit. <laughs> you have an active Sylvan Library. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> you, obviously Doomsday is you know blue black. Well, I, I know I'm yeah. just saying it. Like, but for- but I mean that's the thing. Like you you basically like any amount of Cantrip action you can cast in a single turn. Yeah, you have fogged a murktide pretty good and fogging a tide is like the best thing you could be doing against Elver because if you're offsetting their clock in any way they have no way of being you eventually and if they can not only that if you have another one in hand that you want to cast and you want to just like trade with that tide, this trades with the tide. (laughs) like it does it has this just effect on the board state and the thing is they have to respect it but at the same time who's keeping in removal against against Doomsday? Nobody. Typically nobody. Right, yeah. nobody. Like, now, you know, people will talk, well, you know, now they now that they know about it, you know, now that they know about it, you know, people will respect it more, and, you know, they'll keep in, like, an unholy heat or something like that. I'm like, yeah, they keep one unholy heat, and I think it's still worth the, like... Oh, yeah. You know, sure. Because in order to get that unholy heat active enough to kill a shielded, they have to cast cantrips. Right. Alright, <laughs> cool, uh, you killed that one, here's the next right, one. Right, right, here's another one. Or, you know, if they have an answer for it, you know, like oh, they say they force a will it or something like that, and you go, right, right. "All right, uh, dark ritual doomsday, <laughs> get there anyways." Like you know, kill right. you with my combo plan. So, yep. uh, so yeah, it's 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 a cool card. And then there's also a a mono black uh stumpy deck. I I've seen
1: uh, seen uh, Brian Coble play against that yeah. where they go uh, uh ancient tomb lotus petal uh dark ritual in the um, opposition
0: Asian on turn one. Or, or like you know, Dark Ritual and a rather and Turn One.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you're because you're playing like yeah.
0: you're playing like Void Walker. There's no yeah. the best thing about the card the deck is is like it's a Stompy deck and there's absolutely zero chalices in the deck, which is bizarre to me. It's but, it's so bizarre I mean, to
1: see. Obviously, you're running chalice, so you can't run. Uh,
0: you're running Dark Ritual.
1: Yeah, you're also playing. Or, Thought- yeah, yeah, you're Dark Ritual. You can't run. You're chalice. also playing seat. Yeah.
0: So that's like a huge number. That card's so good. And so you're like, okay, <sighs> well, but you look at the deck and you realize it doesn't need Chalice. It has like Opposition Agent and Douthy and Rotting Regisaur as... Rotting Regisaur is a three mana 7-6. <laughs> like, yeah, you have to discard a card it's every turn, so but stupid. what? It, it's a 7-6. Like, it's I mean, it's it so dumb. With, and then Shieldred, and then they like Karn. And, it, it's a splashable three mana. Right? Oh, Yeah, because it's two and a black. Like, yeah uh yeah i mean but then you have like chrome Mox, you know where you have helm of obedience Leyline of Blade, you know you oh yeah you have that combo aspect and then you have karn as you know a lock piece uh so yeah i mean it the card the deck does a lot of stuff and it's pretty hilarious to open on a turn zero ley line against delver in game one right because so much of their deck revolves around their graveyard now uh, you know if you think about it like we have Dragon's Race Channeler you know they need Delirium they have Merktide Regent they need to delve they need they have expressive iteration where Mystic Sanctuary so they, they want to you know be able to do that and you just put a ley line in play game one and they're like oh um, I guess I can't uh, do any of those cards like <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> yeah I I missed a
1: boat so hard on children I, I, I wish it's I would have Really expensive now. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, let's actually find out. Like if I were to the the one. the uh, showcase version is fifty dollars. The, uh, the that's the showcase version. The normal version is eighty five dollars. Oh no, that's the sorry, that's the uh, pre release uh, foil. That's a foil. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the yeah, regular so about version 50 bucks is about fifty bucks. Yeah. Yes. Oof. The cheapest. Yes. Yeah, fi- yes. Fifty bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The forexian uh, nice. foil is one hundred ten dollars. <laughs> Yeah, you open up one of those in your box. It's like, cool! My box is paid for. Pretty much, all these yeah. cards are free. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's an expensive card, but it's because it's a mythic and it's seeing play in pretty much every format. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's a commander. Like, it's a commander. One of those commanders that you just like, you you. Somebody shows up at the table with a with a shieldred deck. You're like, kill this player first.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, like, um, absolutely. As much as th- that player would probably whine, it's like, um, yeah, play a play a different commander. You have another legend in your deck somewhere.
0: I'm sure. Play, yeah, play
1: that and then play Shieldred as like part of the 99. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Shieldred as commander, you you know that that person's just up to no good. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. And it, you're you're aware that they're doing shenanigans like the exquisite blood and you know sanguine bond and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like you you just know that's what that's what they're doing, uh, because that's what the card wants you to do. And oh, and, you know the best part is like casting like uh it peer into the abyss on somebody with a oh, shield in yeah. play, <laughs> you know, draw draw <laughs> half your deck, you know, and then lose that you know times two that much life. Like it, it, yeah, cause because they're dead because they,
1: they draw half their deck, lose half their life, but then all the cards they draw trigger off shield. Grid.
0: Which just destroys them. Right. They shouldn't have anything left. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of gross. Yeah. And and yeah, there's just it, it just does a lot it, of stuff. And it's totally fine. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think it is actually. I think it uh, the card it, itself yeah. is, is totally fine. Like you know what kills that card? Uh, Swords of Plushers. Uh, that. But you know what else kills that card? Uh, Prismatic Ending for four. <laughs> that's really hard. I won't lie. Uh, that, I mean, super it, hard. it is
1: possible in the legacy format. Actually.
0: Caracas also was obnoxious. Uh, yeah, Caracas, real good. It's like, oh,
1: uh, for my draw, I'll put that back in your
0: Yeah, well, uh, I, I, I think uh, that was like, I think what people's thoughts were Yeah. on the card. Like initially they were like, okay, well, you know, Caracas and Plow exist. And like, that's, that's enough to deal with this card. And then you realize that it's not because if they don't have the answer right, right off the bat, then they just never will find it unless they naturally draw it. Plus the shielded player is um
1: hold on,
0: Oh in, yeah, they're they're playing wasteland too. Well in, in legacy, uh you know, the the doomsday deck is obviously gonna have force will. Right. Like they're they're gonna have access to counter magic. Oh yeah and, yeah, and they're gonna board into more counter magic in the the post board games because they're gonna be shaving a little bit on you know some of the other stuff like right. so you know they have you know force negation and they have you know stuff like that and duress they have duress and they have seas. like so you know you're boarding a duress and you're like well you know catch snag your your removal you know before I put on to put down the shieldred now you're stuck like so yeah that, that's a card I I think that that's a we joke about sideboard Jukes being those kind of like those things where you they're once it's well known that it's a thing that it's gonna be something that people are gonna play around in the future right. but I'm a feeling that this is just like one of those ones that will stick in sideboards for the like doomsday and stuff like that because it's really as hard to play around
1: well like, like remember when we had uh uh miracles. Uh, mm-hmm. we would side uh monastery mentors main deck and have that as the quote sideboard juke. Right. Uh, Cause yeah, oh cool. We're playing against the deck that maybe doesn't have a lot of creatures. so at least terminates for Monster mentors or they cut down the removal because all they saw was the Snapcaster mage, right? Right. Um, we bring in a mentor go off and kill them and that's also a way to speed up the time in our matches. The you know hope to win game one, definitely win game two because the uh loop with mentor and uh and top so so yeah like no it's it's totally fine i mean sideboard jukes happen in all sorts of formats like i saw someone that had a uh well before um shoot was it before streets i don't know but it was sometime within the last six months or so had a blue eye control deck in modern and the sideboard juke was into stone blade and i'm like oh neat Right, like it's that's like, a that's a lot of slots, but uh, but for them it worked. Right, you know. So yeah, I mean, it it's totally fine. Uh, and that that's cool that we're seeing a card that sure it's pushed and sure it may have just been oh this would be a cool card for commander players. Right, um, it, it, it's cool to see that standard sets are at least having some impact on older formats uh, unexpectedly and in a positive way. Like right. black, just as a color. Outside of what Jund and Modern, and maybe a few archetypes here or there, just throughout the formats, isn't really a color that people gravitate to. Right. You know, I obviously, have Doomsday and Storm players, but you know what I mean when I, I talk black. I'm not necessarily just saying like individual specific cards. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean playing the uh, Hell of Obedience combo with Leyline of the
0: Void and <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. So, That's it, it, like it, that. It, it's silly. Does.
1: It's silly, but it it's a fun silly, and it's it's nice to see
0: yeah it's cool that decks like that exist yeah like, absolutely it definitely is something uh for sure uh, but uh yeah uh other than that like yeah i mean legacy's like so okay so we didn't get a ban announcement for legacy but we had uh some statement on the format uh so yay for uh legacy format staple leyline binding uh just, <laughs> i'm
1: like did, did something really get me in the legacy no life?
0: no nothing nothing happened <laughs> oh like, my god dude like all right so no, nothing happened and and honestly yeah. i i did i didn't i actually didn't expect anything to happen uh well like i i didn't i actually expected nothing nothing to happen sure i mean we've uh, talked on this podcast before about uh oh
1: well, i mean definitely you have about days and murktide region expressive iteration uh stuff like that probably needing to bring the delver deck back down to where it was pre pre mh2 um but yeah i I, I think
0: i I think the biggest card of that out of that that people are finally starting to understand and realize is the card that we should have been talking about all along is uh expressive iteration yeah like i feel like that's the correct card that people just kind of like yeah yeah you're right, like we should have just considered that it was expressive iteration that was the card we should have been talking about this whole time, right? Like, as much as we talk
1: about like uh decks main decking uh pyroblast to deal with the Delver threat, just like in uh for that hot minute during uh the summer of 19 when people were main decking Leyline of the Void to deal with uh Hogak. Uh yeah, when, when you start seeing Decks splash red specifically just for and only expressive iteration. Yeah, like,
0: mm, that, uh, and that's we, a lot. Of the we control. have a problem. Yeah, and that's a lot of the control decks right now. Yeah, in the um, a lot of the control decks in the format are deeply into red splash because of expressive iteration.
1: Yeah, I've seen Esper uh, decks just say "fuck it" and splash yeah. red.
0: Yeah, we're in red now. Cool. And I'm like, so yeah, gross. Yeah, it, it's not pleasant. Like, no. Uh, so. Oddly enough, to kind of
1: we were talking about making a fourth color, right? Uh, In an Esper shell, just to play a card, Uh, Yorian the Sky Nomad is no longer modern legal.
0: Modern legal, yep, mind. yep.
1: Not because modern still...
0: players have tiny hands, right? <laughs> it's, uh, That's exactly uh, it. Modern players have tiny hands.
1: It, yeah, like it's still legal in Pioneer, so you can still build a color deck and pioneer and still legal in legacy where it sees play in death and taxes and I think the what the blue zenith decks uh sure various other other decks that it shows up in but where it's been most ubiquitous has been modern which strangely uh modern as a format feels to be the most competitive or seems to have the most like uh most intensity of competitive players if you will like mm-hmm. people who compete in legacy and, and like that's their format, are pretty cool and chill people. People who compete in modern, at least from my experience, I, there are people who are cool and chill and modern, but in my experience, there's been a good portion of them who are like uh, cutthroat, want to win, like they're, they're not there to converse or or just hang out with friends unless their friends are doing the same thing. Like there's single-minded focus. And it's just an added M. that's just man, they ain't the arena for that shit. I mean, in my opinion, I don't think it's... It just depends on what your FMs it, look like, I guess. I know, but I mean, that that type of level of quote-unquote tournament is so low stakes, like, you know, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it's gone. Uh, and yeah, it, the reasoning behind it just felt so condescending. Because modern s- players have tiny hands. So tone-deaf. Tiny. Um, they say they, quote, listen but like who would you speak to did you send out something hey modern players give us your thoughts on the format Did, did they were they proactive in that no uh and granted this is also from the company who over the last several years uh has slowly distanced themselves away from really any responsibility of running or supporting any type of high level tournament play uh although they have uh Huey Jensen running the that side of things, I guess. and But it's it's so glacially slow, whatever this RCQ season is that for a pioneer that leads to the world championship happening sometime next year. I have no, like in the old days, for those who don't know, we had a an actual circuit, a GP circuit where you knew if you went to a Grand Prix and gotten top four, top eight or one or whatever, you knew what would happen, what the next steps were going into that format or not not so much anymore right or if you didn't know you could ask and get a clear and concise answer on the spot now it's all like eh, and it sucks because if you're wanting to at least go to an event with a friend maybe you're not interested in you know if you win you win if you lose you lose whatever but your your buddy's there with you and you're hanging out with them right you've spent the weekend ran a hotel whatever right like you have that knowledge going in and you understand what the stakes are. Now it's like, cool. I wind up at some place where there's this RCQ. I don't know what the hell the next steps are. It's just it's so ambiguous, and it's not mired in secrecy, of course. But like, they could definitely do more to make it clearer and promote it harder, uh, especially at the at the FNM level. If you want to cultivate that player base again. Get the people playing F and interested <coughs> in it to go to that next level and then the next level. That's how they had all the success prior. I just, I, ugh, I don't get it. It's frustrating. Um, so, ugh. but yeah, yeah, it's gone. It, it, and, you know, there's, I think there was a concern in that article or uh, a mention of like players gravitating towards the best deck or expensive decks or something that, that seemed to be, and, which is odd coming from a company who, purposely priced a 30th anniversary product to match the gold borders collector edition to make sure those weren't devalued, but they don't look at the secondary market quote unquote. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I just, like I mentioned to, uh, to a member of the popper panel in the magic Mike's discord to page Mike, when Gavin writes an article about popper banning, there's thoughtfulness in it. It's clear and concise. There's it, it feels transparent. Uh, there's a care for cultivating a positive game experience when talking about the format, making changes and things like that. Where when Ian Duke writes an article about uh, bannings, it's like, well, we did as much to find out about what's going on as someone who writes questions for Family Feud. Um, And we'll talk down to the person reading this and your answers are in like three
0: sentences. And it just, it's like, there could be more care put into that i definitely like, would like more transparency in those, yeah. those those bnrs i think gavin hits the nail you know Absolutely. right in in that you know and that's like the best thing about him <laughs> is that he's he's hitting that right off the bat and
1: plus like yeah. modern's
0: kind of his format
1: why the hell isn't he run why isn't he writing these things or getting data or uh you know i don't know and what <laughs> this is the crazy thing right so the four color yorian decks lost yorian yeah they really just gained a sideboard you could still play the 80 card version because the deck draws so many cards or you can cut those cards that draw cards get your uh uh get everything down to like a 24 card mid-range deck and just go from there because you weren't really winning with yorian yeah You you were winning with uh omnath and uh, your elementals to clear the board and just bash in for four to seven. To
0: right. Yeah. I, I think that it's interesting, but yeah, I, I don't, I, I think that the most of those are just going to gravitate back to like a 60 card uh four color control deck. That's just as good.
1: Yeah. It'll be a 60 card. They'll have Kahira as a companion. They'll still run Ren <clears throat> and fairy and express federation uh, uh prismatic ending uh oh, I already said it. yeah uh and, and then they'll run solitudes maybe a couple of furies I, I don't know like it'll it'll just still be a soup pile until it'll inter- be 60 it, cards. It, until iteration gets banned. And, and then <laughs> they'll just run like impulse. Right. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I don't know like there there are like there would have to be like major sweeping we're talking like 2017 era bannings to i don't want to say fix modern but address some of the problems that modern has and it would cause like a lot of mh2 cards to be wiped out yeah and they're okay. they're not going to do that hell the you can still get boxes of mh2 at reasonable prices somewhat yeah yeah so like they they haven't spiked yet or whatever um,
0: yeah some, somewhat i i at the the ones that they had last night at, the, at that store was um they were not Super cheap, but they were not like super expensive. Right.
1: So yeah. Oh, okay. I, I
0: don't know. It's just it's one of those where I probably just have to suck
1: it up and just just deal with whatever's being thrown out. You know, I just play FM. I'm not I'm not burning my weekends doing stuff, going to RCQs, traveling and all that shit. I just go to local stores. Uh, it's just it's frustrating. However, uh it does kind of put into question whether Chalice of the Void is even needed in like uh, a control deck you uh-huh. still have Hammer Time and John and Burn uh, and then uh, <clears throat> the murti decks. are right. a lot of one-drops. So there, there's still something there. And, and, of course, the Rhinos and Living Index. decks. But, like, if all those decks are fighting against each other, like, how are you going to fit in with, all right, here's my Chalice. I'm, I'm, I I'm got this deck to beat the whole meta. Here's Chalice of the Void and Counterspells. It's like, is it, is it even good enough? I, I don't know. It just it, it feels a tick
0: slow. Mm-hmm. Sadness. Sadness on the stack. Sadness resolves. Sad sadness. Sadness resolves. Yep. So. Maybe one day I can play Snapcaster Mage again. <laughs>
1: Breaking the pioneer.
0: Oh, yeah, that would be that mainly. Yeah, I could see uh,
1: that. Uh Snapcaster, Maleak and Condemn. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I I I'd, I'd be all right with with those three. I right. I don't think they'd be overpowered either. I know a lot of people would complain about it. It's like <clears throat> You can see snap thoughtsies. You should be happy. Like right?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah,
1: interesting. Don't know. Um, there was something that did happen not too long ago, as far as a topic. Uh, like what the number one per or the most played permanent in Magic is. uh uh-huh. yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if people talked about that too much because it was right around the 30th anniversary announcement. Uh, but there's talk of like Lena Warls and Soul Ring and stuff like that. But I have found proof. Oh, I have found proof that I, I feel that this empirical evidence uh, indicates that it is Soul Ring.
0: Huh? That is that is quite possible.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, the the information I found indicates that uh, ancient astronaut uh. theorists believe that the image on Soul Ring was influenced by images found on ancient Maya carving. <laughs> those leads to the fact that there was possibly other life that visited Earth and it, it was, it was, it was, but yeah no seriously I, I, I think Sol Ring because it was just in every commander deck until recently that's true um, there's like one commander deck I think that didn't have it one of right. the times. Uh, so yeah and just the amount of people that play commander that aren't at the store um, right yeah. Yeah, it, it, I, my, I would I would bet on Sol Ring. And no, we don't have a bet sponsor, so I'm not going to go into that spiel like other podcasts do. But, uh-huh. but yeah,
0: well, what would you pick if you had to think? I think, I think Sol Ring's a good pick. I think that's okay. that's that's pretty fair. Well, see, Joe, uh, this... Okay,
1: I know our podcast is different from others, but this is where you're supposed to, like, pick something else than, than what I could.
0: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you being contrarian? No, I'm just uh, cause I like <laughs> I like... I like contraries. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Is that a Pokemon? Yes. Yes, I think I think so. Yeah. Um, oh, probably. So
1: there was an errata update this morning.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That's interesting. Pretty crazy. There was no set release. There's just like they're just like, yeah, hey, by the way. Yeah. Uh, here's here's an errata update. Uh enjoy. Yep. Uh, like a bunch of cards
1: that did not have the landfall trigger, like uh Corsair crucifix Now have a, uh now have the or not landfall trigger landfall mechanic but now are considered landfall yeah so if you're building a deck specifically based around the landfall mechanic uh that will now be included in any search results uh, right same with uh surveil uh, a lot of cards uh like consider uh, finally now are labeled as a surveil card right so people are theorizing when that's going to show up and uh i think mark rosewater came on this tumblr and said they are uh uh, they are coniferous. Decid- oh no, no, I
0: mean uh, deciduous. Deciduous, Sorry. yeah. yeah. I, I was getting my tree fuck mixed up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're definitely considered deciduous, uh, and that was like the biggest thing about that. Yeah, yeah. So pretty cool. I, I I can I can get behind it. Like not not too shabby. Yeah, not too shabby. Um,
1: something Still- else. I... Oh no, i right, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, something I saw on Twitter today. Something just kind of funny. Uh, funny and sad at the same time. Uh, funny because of why this card hasn't been reprinted. Because something else, uh, almost exactly like it, I, or I guess pretty much exactly like it, just different name, has been printed. Uh, Someone was playing a Pioneer RCQ today, and their opponent lost uh, game one. And I don't know if they were. I don't think they were DQ'd, but they had to uh, fix their deck. Because they played in a, a colon Refuge. Oh yeah,
0: I saw Fire Shoes post about that. Yeah, I'm like... Huh? Yeah, that card is definitely not legal.
1: Yeah, it was printed in Zendikar. Yeah. Not Zendikar Rising, not Balfour Zendikar. It was Zendikar. Probably yeah. appeared in some other Commander deck, uh, but has not been reprinted in a standard legal set since. It is right. not Pioneer legal. Yeah. Uh, but there is a card exactly like it that does the exact same thing that is, is legal is Pioneer.
0: Bloodfell Caves? uh yeah i think that's it yeah yeah that would be bloodfell caves because that was in cons yeah yeah so Oops. yeah <laughs> i mean that's probably just what it is they probably just didn't realize it was the wrong card and yeah that those things these things happen
1: they they uh, do
0: it, it's unfortunate uh Stryfall is follows your friend yes um, <laughs> don't use gatherer yeah uh
1: gatherer thought
0: it? gatherer thought infinity cards were not legal in formats Uh, It also thought that um, uh, Warhammer cards were not legal in formats. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. just (laughs) Mm. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Where was I where something happened? I I was playing
1: somewhere. Maybe I was playing Modern and Epic Loot a couple weeks ago. Uh And someone uh, someone had played a card. Oh, no. It wasn't No Limit. Someone played a card from uh, Battle for Baldur's Gate. In oh their mod, in their <laughs> deck. Uh, and
0: I'm
1: like, um, I don't think that's legal. Uh they're playing this weird like rogues deck. It was kind of sweet. Um, because I'm like, oh, I haven't seen rogues since I logged on to arena this morning, I think was my comment. Right. But they played like uh, I think it was like a I can't remember the name of the card, but it's an enchantment uh for a black, but it's one of the background enchantments. Oh <laughs> uh, and uh, but it was one of the ones that only had one set of numbers at the bottom it didn't have a number slash and then the set number or whatever right um so it's like oh this is one of those uh commander cards that you can find in packs he's like well i checked the he he said he checked the modern ban list didn't see it on there and thought it was legal it's like
0: (laughs) that's that's not not how that works
1: like that that's a step in that process (laughs)
0: This, this is not how that
1: works but it's not the end all be all and so yeah, I, I can see where that could be. Yeah,
0: that's definitely not how that works.
1: Yeah. Um, what sucks is that his pity pack uh, didn't have Lilian on the Veil but the person before him opened a knight United pack for their pity pack and
0: got Lillian. I was going to actually like, say, uh, was there, uh, I was going to ask, was there pity pack uh, Commander Legends? Because that would have been rubbing it in. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. would have been. That would have been kind of awful. Yeah.
1: Uh but yeah. So meh. Meh yeah, meh 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 meh. Yeah. Meh meh meh. meh, 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 meh. Uh yeah. there are there are leaks out there already of uh Phyrexia.
0: Yeah, I've I've yeah. seen heard, seen about that. Yeah, that's I mean, don't be They
1: they look neat, but I'm like can 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 we can we slow the fuck down for a minute? Like I wanna see Brothers War first. I, I wanna see like who the, the green meld card is. I wanna see if there's any uh, oh, that's the other thing. During their live stream for when they talked about some of those cards, I think it's where they first showed Versus, I can't remember. Anyway,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I had asked, uh, I guess that in a minute, I had asked uh, in the chat, will there be any new to modern reprints in Brothers War? Right. I got a maybe. That's so pretty not good. Not only was my question answered, but I didn't get a no. Right. So I'm like, that's a win. And my question was answered as I was entering No Limit Gaming to play Modern ending Nice. Uh, and I'm like, wow, got a little pep in my step right before I sit down to play Modern Horizon to the format. But, you know, um, the uh, the game is over, sadly. Uh, <laughs> it finally just uh, ended. The, uh, the Houston Astros I think in the top of the 18th at a uh, solo home run and the game ended uh, one nothing. Nice. Uh, I mean, the fact that uh the fact that um was it the t-mobile park I, I can't remember what the place the yeah I guess is is t-mobile park wherever the Mariners play, whatever their their stadium is called, right uh their fans were on their feet for uh most of the last six and a half hours, right, if, if not even before first pitch on their feet um feeling okay uh standing that long is probably. Dane, uh, probably not healthy and perhaps could be dangerous healthwise um unless all of those people in the stands were cashiers unlikely um
0: <laughs>
1: so, yeah seattle season has come to an end but they have a lot to be proud of they they held the houston trash tros uh i mean astros um to uh, no runs for almost two whole games within one game uh and they were kind of toe to toe with them for three games uh they, they beat the shit out of toronto to even get that far so you know it, it sucks but you know you had a playoff game in seattle for the first time in 21 years uh and what was cool is most of the, they had a shot where most of the mariners stayed in the dugout and were just looking out in the field they didn't like immediately pack their shit in and go and in, in, into the locker room or whatever or a uh, clubhouse or whatever right they just kind of stayed out and just kind of soaked it all in. Like, man, like we got this far and, you know, just all those immediate feelings. So uh, it'll be interesting to see some of the press conferences and all that stuff. So the Seattle Reds, I mean, the Cincinnati Mariners, I mean, uh Cincy West, I mean the Seattle Mariners. Season. <laughs> uh, I say that for those who are tuning in, don't know. The Seattle Mariners at the start of the season traded for two players, uh, Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez fan favorites, mind you, Uh, Winker didn't play in the postseason because he was injured right near the end of the season. uh, And then in the middle of the season, they traded for Luis Castillo. And on top of that, they had uh, former Reds prospect Taylor Trammell on the team. So you have uh, – and uh, last year's backup catcher, Kirk Casale. So you had like – or two years ago maybe, whatever. Anyway, you had essentially five X Reds on that team. So it was easy to root for. right. Anyway, I, I digress. We, we can go back to
0: <laughs>
1: talking about magic discourse. Do we have to talk stuff. about
0: magic? I don't want to talk about magic. Well,
1: I mean, you don't want to talk about Legacy All-Star Leyline Binding? Yeah. Oh God, those, those memes. That's so right. That's the other thing. Like, I, and I've seen more people talk about this than the people who we know have talked about this. But the more that magic discourse and anger about just magic happens, the harder it is to... Right, because you and I, sure, I'll get on my soapbox for a minute, guilty, right? And to anybody listening that's been upset that I've kind of screamed at top my lungs over shit, I'm sorry, but you know, there there's passion behind it. There's not like attacking people directly uh, or personally, but it. it's like I've been invested in this game as a player, not like a financial investment. I've I've bought cards and decks and played right um for long enough to where if something is happening that i feel is unhealthy yeah i'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like oh just take the cards as they are no that's just that's just asking for more punishment it's just asking for more unhealthy things to happen we don't want that we, we want as much of a bounce as we could get we don't want formats that are frustrating um but as social media grows it's it's harder to just find those spots where it's like poke and fun at shit just to bring some levity to a situation. Right. Because then people are like, Oh, you brought that subject again, uh, angry react. And it's like, sorry, we're not trying to upset anybody. We're just trying to we're the, the topic has come up again, we're joking about it to just kind of move past it. This is how uh, I
0: process grief.
1: It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, exactly. Some some people process stuff differently.
0: Um, you know it's, so, it's not
1: it's not yes no on off
0: so um yeah i i have nothing else magical related to talk about honestly um i, I well i don't either but that's
1: cuz i'm tired not not tired where i want to go to bed but right um, I'm, I'm so much there's just so much shit and then yeah. at, after the Banner restricted announcement this past monday um i've never felt so uh, not
0: disappointed but like disheartened
1: i guess would be the right word
0: i, I will like, say this for that announcement and it's kind of hilarious um they did rightly call um vintage in that announcement yeah uh so they pull it up here because it's kind of interesting uh that how they talked about this um but you're, t- you're taking huh? You were tatering uh, a little bit, by the way. Oh, uh, possibly. I'm in the middle of downloading something. So uh, let me right. pa- pause transfer here for a second. Yeah. Uh, so John John Ryan Hamilton, uh, yeah, Claude on Twitter, um, who just posted Owl House spoilers. No one talked to me. I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the uh, the season premiere, well, the, 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 the first part of season three of the Owl House was tonight. Uh, and so he sent me the link to the, to it so I could download it. Uh, cause yeah, uh, he, uh, yeah, the show's absolutely amazing. Uh, <laughs> like it's one of those shows like where it's like just well worth sitting down and watching, uh, like, it's just a really, really good show. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, no. So one of the things that they talked about in that banner show announcement is, you know, they, they talked about a whole bunch of different formats. Like they also talked about pioneer. Uh, And they talked about how they think Pioneer is actually pretty healthy right now, Um, which is actually probably fine. I've I've heard people say they like Pioneer, Um, but then like Vintage is like a thing where they're like, hey, you know, honestly, like Vintage is like in a really good spot right now, and and that kind of jives with what I've heard from people. uh, You know, keeping tabs on the, the 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 that format in general is that Vintage is in a great spot right now. Yeah, there's a lot of like Tinker like decks in that format but the tinker decks all have like large array of different color combinations and there's no centralized single version of it that really is deemed the best which keeps those decks from solidifying any sort of metagame presence that makes them good Uh, i've seen events i've seen literally seen weekends where the first event of the weekend tinker has like a like a 50, you know, 52% win rate or whatever, you know, first event or whatever. Literally the second event, it's like 20%. (laughs) And it's just because as time rolls on, Vintage is a format where the natural metagame forces actually work. It's just weird to think about, but there's a whole bunch of different decks in Vintage. And you look at the diversity of what is playable there and how many people play each type of archetype or whatnot. And it's pretty wide, like it's small, but it's wide. Like, if that makes sense, like, yeah, there's these central pillars of the format that people play around. Like, you know, you have your workshop decks, you have your bizarre decks, you have your blue decks, you have your, you know, etc. Those pillars are don't haven't changed, but they they rotate like a metagame should like right. they, they go a healthy force. metagame, right? Yeah. A, a healthy metagame should they rotate as to what's good at any time, at a given time. And I think that's like the best thing about it. It's like, oh man, like this is like really good. Uh, And yeah, they were, they were very correct in saying, yes, like vintage is in a good spot. Yes, they did call out a few cards that are like, wait a minute. (laughs) don't know if this card sees play in this format yet, but okay then, and one of those cards was Vidalian hexcatcher uh so of course uh Justin Genari had to go out and uh you know just you know was like he's like, oh, wizard says you know uh Vidallian hexcatcher was a is a good card uh in vintage uh let's go see if we can do something with that, and so he posted a video of uh his thumbnails and his videos have been getting better and better, but his thumbnail is literally. The the screenshot of the vintage section of the ban announcement uh-uh. with a box drawn around Vidalian hex catcher and a an arrow pointing to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is this the secret tech for vintage? Like, and yeah, he five-o'd he he five-o'd uh-huh. with a, like a Merfolk deck with uh, four Vid catcher. Nice. And he was like, sorry, not sorry for this agreed clickbait, but I'm like, nobody blames you <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, for it. Like you kind of have to, but they also called out like Uh, like displacer kitten, which is kind of weird because that card kind of fell off the map. Uh, but they did. I would expect to see that more in Legacy than Vintage. Yeah, and and in Legacy, it's one of those cards where it's like everybody played it for a little bit, hot minute, and then Mm -hmm. everybody remembered that pyroblast exists. Yeah, (laughs) And, and having your four mana blue spell get pyroblasted is not so much fun. Uh, and then, but they did also recognize that cards like Passage who endures is like a variety card in vintage. And mm-hmm. I, I, it's the like vintage is just fantastic right now. Definitely. Uh, that's the format I definitely recommend playing right now because it seems like it's a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, so, uh, I'm assuming that you have not got a chance to sit down and watch Werewolf by Night yet. Uh,
1: I have not, nor have and... I watched, uh, the She Hulk finale, oh. uh, the of andor. Uh, I think I may even be behind an episode on House of
0: Dragon, definitely behind on Rings the, of Power. the, the She Hulk finale is just uh,
1: yeah, I, I've seen some thumbnails and I'm like, yeah,
0: it is um, absolutely stellar. Mark like, Ruffalo posted, like, so what'd y'all think? And I'm like,
1: shut up, I haven't seen it yet,
0: right? Yeah, no, it, so, it, was, it was really good. Like,
1: um, there is one thing I, I wanted to mention about, uh, because we're mentioning other IPs now, so it kind of like segues in. We're going into universes beyond. Oh, right. So <laughs> there are people that are not happy with the Transformers cards. Cool. Give me all the ones that you get.
0: <laughs> um, that's 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 the end, Scott. That's all you have to say. Now. Yeah. I, I well cool. Give me all the ones that you get. There, there's that like but, like Ron Swanson, Scott. It's it's I didn't say some of the transformer cards, I said all of the transformers. Exactly. Give me all <laughs> if
1: you don't want them, I will take all of them. Right. Um, my DMs are open, right? Uh, but. Magic has been doing Universes Beyond since the beginning that just wasn't called Universes Beyond. Like Once you got past beta, uh, next thing you know, we're in Arabian Nights. Then we have the steampunk set Antiquities. Mm. Then we have like legends and things that aren't necessarily, quote, fantasy magic, right? Because that's when we had uh, Tetsuo Umazawa for the first time or whatever, right? Right. Uh, and and we, we had some flavor that wasn't necessarily uh tolkien-esque uh fantasy uh then we had the gothic horror from the dark like there's all sorts of stuff throughout magic's early history that were essentially derivatives if not direct copies uh from other ips heck albert einstein appeared on the card right Right. so you know all these people like i don't want and granted i don't want to build uh, like if I wanted to build one of the use a commander from one of the D D sets, I don't want to mix in cards from other actual Magic sets. I want to build just with the D D sets, right? That, that's why I would like to do. I, I thought that's where we were going. That would have been kind of a cool experience for uh-huh. the last day. um So it's not my bag, and I get why people are saying that. But at the same time, it's like you can just collect them. You don't have to. If it's an IP you care about, you can just. Put it in a top loader or page, or put it on your wall or whatever to, to say you have it. You don't have to play it. Uh, I think that's one thing that that we're missing in the community right now is the fact that yes, they're a printing product, but you don't have to play with every card. You can just collect it, and that could also indicate why Wizards is doing something <coughs> they are because it is turned into a collectible instead of a let's say, a trading card only. Uh and you know, you know what though? Yeah, sound wave is still sweet. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh no, I will say this. I'm not a big fan of the shattered glass stuff.
0: Some yeah. of it looks cool. Yeah, that's it's interesting. Yeah,
1: it it it's neat. Uh
0: you know, I'll I think I think the major I, I think completist. the ma- the major concern about those is like it's really hard to tell looking at those cards who the good guys and the bad guys are if you are not already familiar with, with Transformers.
1: Oh, as far as the shattered glass versions,
0: yes. Yeah, that, that there yeah. is that, that that is confusing. Yeah, uh, they're all purple, right? Which is like the you know the Decepticon thing. Right. Like I I, I agree. Somebody said something like they should have had watermarks. Watermarks would uh, yeah, watermarks, yeah, with the foils? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because watermarks and foils are always pretty awesome. Yeah, uh yeah, uh, I I would have I would have done that. Like, but I mean the cards themselves are cool, like right.
1: Also, uh there's some concern with some bumblebee stands, why uh, they put Goldbug in there, which is his upgraded version before they put him back to Bumblebee. right? I, I wonder if they've not come across a scenario where they can use the Goldbug uh, name to uh-huh. continue keeping the rights. Because that's what, like uh, looking over just the history of Transformers that I've done since the pandemic started because I had nothing else to do. Uh-huh. Um, like there are some names that uh, had dropped out and then Hasbro had to wait until that name became available again to, to get it back, um, there's also uh, at least one name change. Uh, slag is uh, a bad word over in uh, over in the UK. Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They change it to slug, I think it is, which is weird because it's close to sludge. The other uh, Dinobot from the first three that came out,
0: but right. I mean, whatever. All I care like, about is that we we end up somehow making um, Grimlock like legal in a, a format like can we just retroactively make grimlock a legal card i mean why not just make it deciduous right 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 like, or is it
1: coniferous I grimlock grimlock remember. is so cool like, i mean i i like how they the, the two things here i like how they were trying to find a way to include transformers and it's like brother's war and it's like okay yeah. like, like the kind it kind of makes sense. You you
0: have yeah, there's there's giant dragon Mecha.
1: engines and yeah, giant max dragon engines
0: transforms, yeah. it all kind of makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh like MLP black border right. cards when wizards like right. On, but then the other like, thing was with let's uh Grimlock. Go. yeah, Grimlock was silverboard Yeah,
1: yeah. it's silverboarded, but it it transformed. Yes. it, it was double face, so they yeah. kind of went with that same gimmick. Yeah. Uh with these cards, which is sweet. Yeah. Um, no one's really answered my question on this, and I, I don't think you will either. And, th- and that's fine. I'm not asking you to. I'm not going to answer any of your questions. fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's 15 of the cards that look like uh, they're from, a, from the G1 cartoon. Right. Then there's 15 that are from the Shattered Glass. So that's 30, and they're all double-faced. Right. And, <clears throat> pardon me, considering the meld cards, which there's six of those, is that some type of magical number for printing purposes?
0: Could be. Could, could be so that could be another factor in the why that they include it here right i don't know no. mlp black borders cards win wizards come on let's go uh by end of 2024 <laughs> uh eldraine is what we were joking about because it kind of almost mm-hmm. fits that uh yeah. that, that aesthetic of the fairy tale fairy tale yeah. fantasy yeah although although i will say this i guess okay if they go with uh with g4 uh, which is friendship is magic. Yes. If they go with G five, maybe not because they have cell phones. <laughs> oh, so like there are cell phones and internet and streaming technology in G five. <laughs> okay. So so did Oko leave the plane? Uh yes. Oh, yeah, he's he's not around there. Because I was
1: gonna say, like, if Oko's still on El Drain, then they can do the Godzilla treatment and you'd have uh, a My Little Pony character uh with the name but have oko's name uh underneath (laughs) it it would be like
0: the post malone cards yeah those are actually pretty cool honestly people are people are nutting on that but honestly i think it's kind of cool less right right i I mean sure it's right sure seriously he probably had a lot of say in that like yeah i feel like i feel like people who who were looking at that going why are these cards, Because he probably had a lot of say in that. Sure.
1: But I am curious, though, as to how many people from other IPs, and we talked about this last night, uh, how many people from other IPs have been like, oh, I didn't know Magic the Gathering was still around. Or, oh, I didn't know this was a thing, like the Walking Dead fans yeah. or the Street Fighter crowd or whatever where magic like kind of goes to their neighborhood so to speak and tries to introduce their products to these ips or these uh secret layers or university beyond projects or whatever and i wonder if they're having the same impact with post malone stuff and just post malone being involved but at the same time it's like sure maybe he's a super fan and he's a celeb with a bunch of followers and whatever what about like the Reduke secret layer what about the Brian David Marshall secret layer? What what about stuff like that for people who actually have built the game up and brought it to where we can now bring in a post Malone? Yeah, to, to I out mean, cards.
0: I mean, I, I think I think the thing is, I think people just I think people are are upset about it to the because ex- uh, it's like they they see it from the standpoint of well, he's just you know he's just a celebrity and he doesn't really care about the and I'm like no 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 i don't think you understand that like the dude is just as big of a nerd as like everybody else oh sure like yeah he like he really yeah. is like like i've seen uh, him on a on a few different shows Yeah, you know we, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last night with mike yeah. uh but you know we saw mike's odd at yeah. um you know the at game haven last night playing you know he was there to play commander mike got to meet him really like, yeah like to him huh. because because mike's part of playing with power uh, which is the CEDH channel oh. and um Post knows that, that a lot of the guys live in like that area of like Columbus Dayton area and he had a show in Columbus and he reached out to them oh, and really? said hey I want to give you guys VIP passes to the show and they had VIP backstage passes and they spent literally till 4 a.m. in the morning playing CEDH with uh, Post Malone. Shut up! That's cool. And that was like literally his his down his wind down, like was hanging out playing playing magic. Wait, wait. So,
1: dude performs a show and use that or consider that for however you will. I know some people are like, well, he's auto tuned and da-da-da-da. all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So th- there's a performance and those usually last from the time you do sound check and all that stuff. That's God probably like a six hour day, maybe. Right, right. Depending on setup and all that. Then after that you have probably a good hour uh so you can get to a spot where you can wind down and then you're probably talking another two three four hours
0: after that right yeah that's, and he that's, was, that's a hell of a day right and he was just like hey you know you guys get to come backstage and we'll we'll hang out we'll play magic and yeah yeah and yeah he posted about it on facebook and everything yeah it was cool it was kind of he had okay. picture pictures with him and everything it was like
1: yeah. I'm like that is
0: that is cool like that's like bucket list like style like thing to where like your channel is recognized enough you know as oh yeah and and playing with power is excellent those the the content that they put out for um for cedh uh is bar none like they're pretty much well recognized as one of the best cdh channels uh out there and like that we we had a joke about that with mike he was like he was like uh yeah he goes i had to bring a, a deck that uh didn't have You know, it has proxies in it because uh, I don't own any real decks that aren't CEDH decks. Like I have one one real deck, and it's a CEDH deck. (laughs) And he was like, and I just didn't feel right bringing that to this.
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, Game Haven is definitely a. I don't want to say like completely casual, but they're like they're like a a mid Mm -hmm. mid power to a little bit of high power. You'll you'll have pods that have like Armageddon example yeah
0: but i mean like um, you know <clears> playing a, a full on
1: yeah you know, like full, full cdh
0: full CH deck is just not gonna yeah. gonna do the thing like that's just <laughs> that that's not gonna be nice uh huh. you're, you're gonna make some people mad. i actually you know, played
1: like, a little bit of cdh a couple weeks ago at uh at no limit Oh yeah. uh after modern i played uh aloro played two games with it mm-hmm. one with us oracle each time i'm like yep i'm done <laughs> I, <laughs> yep, I don't yep. need to experiment with that anymore Um, Yep. guess what you have
0: you have figured out the format
1: right uh so it's interesting that uh and a local that we both know has met post malone yeah and i thought about this i'm like so by knowing this person who met and played games with post malone what's my kevin bacon number well it would be four now right because we both know mike mike knows post malone post was in
0: uh, Spencer Confidential with Mark Wahlberg, who Uh was in Patriots Day with Kevin Bacon. (laughs) You know, hilarious. hilarious Yeah, 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 that's kind of funny. So, yeah. But yeah, okay, so um, I will say this. um, Definitely make some time to sit down and watch, obviously, She-Hulk, yes. Obviously, sit down and watch She-Hulk. Yeah, hopefully tomorrow we can make make some time to sit and watch uh, Werewolf by Night. Okay. It is very good. Uh, I I will say that it is very good. Um, there was a couple things that they could have done that I think would have like pushed it like a little bit more, but at the same time, like it was absolutely perfect. Like there were some people that were like, "Well, you know, it's Werewolf by Night," you know. So you know, <laughs> what what are some of the more prominent characters that have been introduced via Werewolf by Night? Uh, you know, Moon Knight was one of those characters mm-hmm. uh, that was introduced originally in Werewolf by Night. Uh, they were also, you know, saying, Hey, you know, we could, you know, bring in, you know, uh, uh, blade, you know, like blade mm-hmm. could have been in it. Like, you know, that would have been kind of fun and, but I don't think blade would have worked, uh, because of the primary, uh, the primary monster that was involved in the, 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 the special, uh, not exactly a vampire, no real reason for him to be there, <laughs> Like yeah. sort of thing. yeah. Like so, I I just think it didn't make sense, but it was it was very good. Uh, and it's like all in black and white, uh, which is kind of fun. Like it kind of evoked that, like those like nineteen thirties, like you know, black and white, you know, horror films, right? You know, and that was, and it's not like super scary at all. Like it's not like a real true horror film. It's definitely a Marvel thing. Right. Like you get that whole experience of it being a Marvel thing, just without all like the CG yeah, you know, a bunch of the like super heavy CGI stuff. Uh but 82. it was it was it was very good. I I was it, it apparently it has like a ninety-two percent rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes so far. Wow. So it's I'm like, yeah, it was very good. Wait, a ninety two percent rating for a Marvel project in twenty twenty two? Right. Yeah, it's it was just it was very good. I was I was like I was like, okay, I I would like more of this. Like I, I would like to see this character again. Cause yeah. uh yeah, Werewolf by Night is an interesting character for people that don't know who Werewolf by Night is, is uh there, there was a whole comic book series, like it was the whole thing was like just werewolf by night. <laughs> and uh that was uh Jack Russell, uh was uh, Werewolf by Night. And then they had uh Jake Gomez was the one that was actually the one in the actual werewolf by night comics uh but they well in, in uh, the a second incarnation debuted in werewolf by night in 2020 mm-hmm. but the original werewolf by night was jack russell and that's who they used for the this story
1: okay.
0: was was jack russell so uh and it, he's you know basically he's like a monster hunter but he is also a werewolf and so that's kind of the unique aspect of the character um, and it is sweet that they're dipping
1: back to uh old like tales from suspense and Mm -hmm.
0: uh
1: you know all those eras of comics where you had just like a generic title it wasn't like the the character the it wasn't a character-driven book Mm. or team-driven book like avengers x-men Wolverine whatever right or you could tell these serialized stories and one-offs and stuff uh so it is interesting that they're doing callbacks and making these types of stories and, and introducing them into the greater overall Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because right. um what is what people should, I hope, understand, it's like, cool, you see the first Thor movie or whatever, and you follow Thor through all the Avengers crossovers and into the different phases, and now, oh, we're doing more space stuff. Okay, cool, that's fine, but there's other shit still going on in the Marvel Universe on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's neat to still be able to tell stories grounded here while still being able to while still having the energy and funds let alone anything else to continue building on whatever the threat is from space Uh, Well, Hell Wakanda forever comes out in less than a month right Uh, theories around that are that Doom is behind a lot of the stuff going on not that he'll be on screen but that they're building into Doom which kind of makes sense because of his impact in the first secret wars comic so i
0: don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know we'll see there's a lot coming out soon but i mean it, it this was a good this was a good solid special like it was just it's only like 53 minutes long that's not bad and it was just it was really well done i i, I got a bit i might watch it again like honestly like that's how i felt about it like i might watch it again because it was just really quite good we'll, and we'll
1: have to find a good spot because we're doing uh uh my wife has to go take care of her sister's dogs in the morning uh Uh, and then we'll have some yard work to do so maybe in the evening we'll uh we'll sit down and watch it but yeah yeah, i have a feeling tomorrow is going to be a uh not being in the office a lot day so right a
0: lot of stuff done i wanted right yeah Uh, i oh and like i don't know like i i I mentioned to you already like i killed my I'm, i'm killing my hbo max subscription yeah. Uh, so, because I don't really get into like the Game of Thrones stuff, like it's it's Wait, c- it's cool for people. I've you read, play I've, Magic and don't get into high I, fantasy that I deals have, with incest and I have read family the fighting and I've read a lot of the books and it, I'm, I'm teasing. It, the show never did anything for me. That's fair. And yeah, I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm good. Like, I don't need to like really sit down and watch this. This is not my thing. Uh, okay. But I have been like pushing my way through a lot of the um the dc stuff Mm -hmm. that i have not gotten a chance to sit and to finish watching like do like finishing watching season three of doom patrol um which has just been absolutely like the most bonkers season so far um you know the the best thing about it i think is that uh brendan fraser uh brendan fraser (laughs) like just absolutely like i think the best uh the best character Mm. Uh yeah, uh, Cliff. Cliff. Uh, literally getting involved in a situation where he starts getting sucked into uh internet scam games and like uh, online gambling, mm. like because he just doesn't understand any of that stuff because he's uh you know it all he you know he was he's been locked away you know he's he's, he's a robot man like he's you know he he mm-hmm. when he died he was none of that stuff existed uh you know basically. So, yeah, he's just like figuring out this stuff and he's like getting to the point where like he's selling, like literally he's losing money and he's selling his, uh, his root, the rest of the Doom Patrol's prized possessions no. <laughs> to fund his, oh. his gambling addiction. Uh, and then at one point, like it, it, there's like this point where like he figures out that he, his, his brain, because his brain is in a robot body, right? He, that his brain has part has, is developing Parkinson's. So Ooh. he uh, gets this medication to like, you know, kind of help with it. And of course, his first experience is he's like looking at it and reading that. And he's got like a tube that goes down into his brain that, where he can like put in like this red slot brain matter stuff mm-hmm. to act because he can't eat. So he can't put the pills in his mouth. And he's like, Oh, take two with food. And he's just like, he takes a funnel and he sticks it up there and he slops the stuff in and he just dumps like the whole pill bottle. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and like just hearing Brendan Fraser say the words, "I am so fucking high right now," <laughs> <laughs> just just absolutely well worth it. It's just such a good show, it's such a it, it's such a a wild show from like start to finish. You watch that show from start to finish, you're like, "Okay, the show is just messed up." What? Who <laughs> who wrote this? Like, what at the hell? Like, um, I got to finish watching Harley Quinn. Okay, uh, the the animated Harley Quinn series uh that show is bonkers uh like there's just something about that show that kind of just like okay wait what what what, <laughs> what did i just watch <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense like there is literally a uh scene in season three where you know obviously okay so obviously the basic premise of it is that it's obviously exceptionally mature mm-hmm. like there's a lot of language there's a lot of violence uh and everybody uses a lot of language not just harley it's like everybody uses a lot of language even characters that you wouldn't think would use like we use that kind of language you're like hey wait a minute this is weird because riddler <laughs> is saying fuck like <laughs> you know and like literally there is a point where like they solve like the mystery or whatever in uh the riddler's escape room or something like that and and the Riddler was like yeah yeah you got it you want get the fuck out <laughs> uh, like fuck off! Get up! Go away! <laughs> like it's messed up. You're just like wow. Like this is just bonkers. Like what the hell? So yeah, and like the guy that the guy that got to play Gordon uh in that show, mm-hmm. just he is he is hilarious. Like I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Let I me mean, hold up. Gordon is oh yeah, it's Christopher Maloney. Uh, okay. so, so have you, I mean, have you ever seen like Law and Order, like Special Victims Unit? Uh, no, you've never seen Law and Order. So, okay, well, if you had seen Law and Order Special Victims Unit, you know that Christopher Maloney is uh NYPD Detective Elliot Stabler on that. Okay. And yeah, it's just, him as Gordon is just real, real spot, spot on. Like, dude is just super good. And but it's got like, you know, Alan Tudyk's in it, you know, uh, and Alan Tudyk plays a whole bunch of different roles. And like one of the, so of course, one of the roles he plays is he plays the Joker and he plays a really good Joker, honestly. And there's this whole storyline about how the Joker lost his memory or something like that because he got doused with another dose of chemicals that turned him normal. (laughs) And so he ends up in this, basically he ends up in this relationship with this nurse that saved his life and her two kids. Or whatnot. Basically, he ends up like in a familial relationship, and then he gets Ooh. transferred back into the Joker, and he just ends up going back into that familial relationship and ends up being their stepdad. <laughs> and there's a literal episode where one of the PTO ladies at the children's school pisses him off because she won't enroll his stepchildren into dual-language uh, schooling uh, because of a political thing or whatnot. So he runs for mayor onto the premise of free education. The Joker runs from there and wins on the basis of wanting to provide free education.
1: (laughs) Well, that is pretty chaotic. I was like, I was just like,
0: I was watching this. I was like, oh my god, like this episode is just what is up with this? Like, it's so funny. Like, you just can't help but laugh at it. You're just like, okay. And the best part about it, the best part about it is the name of the episode is called Joker, the Killing Vote. (laughs) And you're just like, Got it. Good job, guys. That, that's well done. Yeah, like it's just super funny. Like, yeah they they just did a they just did a bang up job with it, and like it, it not only that it made people get, like super mad because it's hella gay. <laughs> like, people were like, oh, "I'm so mad that Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are an item," and it's like they were like that in like comics. really.
1: Why would people be mad about that? Especially mm. when they put like Batgirl and uh, uh Poison Ivy. Uh, in sexy pose on their
0: play mat at a magic right, yeah. I, it, it's just it's like it's like they've been like that in the comics, like way way back when. Like well, it's, it's it's been it's that's something that's just a, been a thing that well, yeah. and, and, and not really, not to mention that like let's like like let's let's not point out the fact that uh you know they're the kind of people that want her to get back together with Joker and promote abusive relationships. Oh, Jesus, yeah. You know, you know, it's like it's like, well, she's hey Harley, she's supposed to be with the I'm like, no, 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 that's not healthy for her. Right. No, no, no. Like, she she got she got to do her. Right. <laughs> like and uh Kay- Kaylee Kuoko does a fantastic job as Harley. Like I'm not gonna lie, she did a really good job as Harley. She was a really good Harley.
1: Yeah. And I, I get how it can be irritating where you take a character that you know and have enjoyed and followed and all that stuff and then some suddenly someone's like we're gonna completely rewrite everything you know just uh inclusion and all that stuff.
0: yeah but the funny I, thing I, is is that, I, that that didn't happen in this case or oh, oh, right, 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 right i like that's the funny right, part about it like right if, but that
1: that's where some people who may have skipped something they may not have literally have something never something picked, picked up a comic
0: book involved. in their life
1: well those yes <laughs> but um there are those who probably like liked Harley from Batman the Animated Series and never picked up a comic. And they like, were like, like that a, in the animated series too. I i, I know they may, may have missed it or whatever. Or it was the nineties. No one was paying attention in the nineties. That's why people so why like people hate this stuff now. And I'm sitting here like Kirk Cobain performed an address on stage when playing in Nirvana. Like why yeah. are you all mad? Like right? come on. yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Like we're uh, uh, things that were not quote status quo happen all the fucking time right. everybody just needs to stop like uh, but but again i i get the whole forced marketing stuff that there are things like that that do happen
0: but like, yeah but not if, in this case if, yeah. if
1: the character is true to the, to the comic and how it's been written you know everybody just needs to shut up like and, you know, i don't like it turn off and dear god bane god. dear god bane well, i'm looking over this list right like I, i'm i'm not a big dc person right um which is weird because I, I would like to see the black adam movie i mm. want to see uh how that goes uh, i am like, mostly I, curious I'm,
0: about that movie from the standpoint that um i'm curious to see how pierce brosnan does his dr fate yeah like i think um, that's interesting yeah but, yeah no yeah and, and, and i would
1: like for them to use this as a soft reboot of the dceu but uh yeah, Discovery's burning down everything yeah. warner brothers and yeah dc at this point heck my mom's even excited about it that's wild yeah well dad watches a lot of wrestling so
0: like, right she's like oh the rock i know that guy yeah um but yeah they they have just like they have like a the the cast the voice cast that they have for the show is just like just absolute banger
1: well um, and and the other thing i'm noticing just with this like just the list of main characters right like one of the one of the things that's always turned me off about uh dc it's like, oh, we have Batman. That means Joker's going to be in about half the episodes. Mm-hmm. Joker's not listed as a main character. All right, cool. Um, heck, they have uh, J.B. Smooth playing uh, Frank the Plant. Uh, God, that, that's kind of funny.
0: Frank um, is
1: just fantastic. So I assume Joker
0: is going to be listed as a supporting character. I'm looking on the Wicked. Wikipedia he's listed he's actually yeah, Alan Tudyk plays him. he is listed as a main character technically but he doesn't really show up in a lot of episodes <clears throat> although like it's like some of the episode most of the episodes he shows up in are especially in season one.
1: Oh, there it is I'm I missed it yeah all right so my bad yeah Joker is the third one that, okay but huh?
0: like like in season one like he, he shows up in a couple of episodes here or there but sure excuse me Oh, it's all good, man. It's that yeah. time of year. Like I'm, yeah. I'm over here hacking up lungs too. So, <laughs> but uh, um, like, like, and not only that, like in the first, um, in the second season, he's mm-hmm. like barely in the second, okay. like at all, like until like the very like end of the season, yeah. which is when like you kind of like hash out the whole storyline of well, you know, Joker, you know, was, uh, you know, turned normal you know and he's been living with this nurse named Bethany for the past you know several months because he doesn't know who he is you know he has no memory of any of the stuff he did uh so that's kind of like where they kind of go with it but yeah it's there's some there are some true like real bangers uh but i think like they they kind of do this like really wild uh spin on characters like Bane Bane mm-hmm. Bane, Bane is just Bane is the best. Like, it's just, Bane is like one of the best pieces of comic relief in that entire show. Uh, they use him in just like these very like wildly like super comedic ways. Like, he gets mad at a cashier at a at a store mm-hmm. because she won't check him out because his card keeps getting declined, uh-uh. and he's like buying like he's buying like bombs and stuff like that. It's he's literally it, it's literally at like an evil store. You know, (laughs) a a store where you know evildoers go to buy you know things that they need for you know committing crimes and stuff. And she literally takes it down the, uh, takes and shoves it down the conveyor belt to the guy who's in line behind him. And he's like, "Oh, you're giving it to them? Who are you?" Like, I am taking my my crime committing business elsewhere. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like. he conspired to blow up like a Starbucks or whatever, because the uh one of the baristas at the Starbucks kept getting his name wrong on his lattes. He's just like obsessively petty over like the stupidest shit. Like he holds a grudge against Harley for, for her, for the fact that she borrowed his pasta maker and has not returned his pasta maker. <laughs> oh and it's just, it's so hilarious. Like, and like, they're yeah. letting their hair down. Oh God, it's absolutely like letting their hair down. Wait you know a yeah.
1: minute, Tom Kenny as Clayface's hand. Yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah, yeah. The, the, the show is bizarre. Yeah, uh, yeah. J- James Gunn plays himself. <laughs> like literally, like there's a whole subplot in season three where Clayface tries to get in on playing in the, um, the Thomas Wayne biopic. Or whatnot to be have a role of playing a, as an actor in the in the pick that is being directed by James Gunn, Uh, and he inadvertently murders Billy Bob Thornton, uh, and uh, then uh, then assumes Billy Bob Thornton's identity so that he can play Thomas Wayne, <laughs> <laughs> because they're staying at Catwoman's place mm-hmm. during the time, and he tells him the wrong door to go to the bathroom for Billy Bob Thornton, and. Catwoman had previously warned them that princess was in time out for being naughty well princess is for tiger
1: oh So
0: he opens the door and the tiger gets him and all of a sudden you just like you see billy bob thornton's head like roll out of the door oh God. <laughs> and you're just yeah, like that's, that's pretty violent and, and clay Faces <laughs> is like oh um oh uh, uh they're like why don't you just like pretend to be him and he was just like i could that <laughs> and and of course at the end of the uh, at the end when everybody finally gets to see the movie or whatnot mm-hmm. he's like he reveals himself like it was i it was clayface and they're like holy crap billy bob thornton's a shapeshifter <laughs> <laughs> they just totally miss it like it's just, just wow. yeah it's 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 quite good yeah like, well, well cool
1: I, i'm glad that uh the show has been an enjoyment and i hope that other people I've had a uh, similar level of enjoyment and didn't take it too seriously because it sounded like something that uh, you
0: definitely, shouldn't have been taken, you taken can't, seriously. You can't oh. take that. So, so, uh, oh. Jason Alexander as Cyborgman. Oh,
1: man. Was this his last role? Who's? Uh, Michael
0: Ironside. Did he pass away? Oh, no. Did he? No. I guess no, not. He's, he's still alive. Okay. I thought... Yeah, he... he played Darkseid. Okay. I <laughs> his this Darkseid is kind of funny. Like... He he is super hilarious as Darkseid. He's very dry. I don't know why I thought he passed away. Wow, that's, sorry, my bad. Yeah, um, like there, like you just look at the list of like all the people that are in it, like, and you're just like, wow, like I know this person, I know this person. Yeah, like, I'm looking at this like so, uh, Matt
1: Ryan rep- reprising his role as John Constantine. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so Howie Mandel, George Lopez, you already mentioned uh, James Gunn.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Holly, Holly, Man, himself. Yes. Uh, let's
1: see who else. There were a couple others. Uh, Frankie Muniz, Muniz, I, I don't know who that. As himself. Okay, but yeah, still there are like several people that are known celebs or comedians or whatever that
0: are now canonized in DC. W- Wanda Sykes is the Queen of Fables. Yeah, uh, yeah. Phil Phil Lamar as like Black Manta and like Lucius Fox um oh yeah Rah- Rahul Kohli C- uh as Scarecrow uh mm-hmm. yeah um Was it uh our, our dude uh Giancarlo Esposito as uh Lex Luthor yeah Giancarlo Esposito uh Harvey, Harvey <clears throat> Gullian uh as Dick Grayson which is kind of hilarious because if you've ever seen the show that he's also in he was in uh, he is one of the primary characters in uh What We Do in the Shadows Uh, He plays Guillermo on uh, What what We Do in the Shadows, and you're Mm -hmm. like, "Wait a minute!" (laughs) Like, because you know he plays Nightwing, like, (laughs) and you're like, "Oh, that's that's cool!" Like Andy Daly as Harvey Dent. There's so many jokes about Harvey Dent being Two Face, like in the show. Like, like literally every time like uh, Two Face does something that's literally Two Faced, they're like, "I never expected it." He's like, literally, it's in my name. Like, come on <laughs> like, <laughs> like you knew what you were getting into when we the, you know like this was this was always going to be the thing that would occur
1: alfred molina's mr
0: freeze mm. yeah he is fun oh, yeah uh, freeze is fun nice. uh yeah uh shoot who plays his wife because she was fun too i'm trying to see here because she's in it too like uh nora nora freeze is in it as well like which is kind of funny but i'm not seeing it here But yeah, there's tons, there's just tons. Like there's, there's so many, uh, you know, characters. Like that was the fun thing about this. They threw in so many different characters Mm -hmm. uh, into it. And one of the things they did is they, they didn't get themselves mired in justice league territory too much. Right. uh, Because by season two, uh, by the end of season two, the the justice league is trapped inside the book of fables uh, except Batman. Of course. Uh, But at the same time for 90% of season two, Batman is uh, injured to where he can't walk. Uh, mm. so like it's literally him trying to get better to be able to walk and uh, that's where Batgirl comes in. Mm. So yeah it's it is just a, it's just a wildly just just absurd show uh, and I don't know if it's one of those shows that's gonna survive the whole discovery, you know, purging.
1: Probably not. And but... the reason I say this is because that uh, we already knew well before uh, all this sick, crazy. Oh no! It says it was. Re- it says it's movies.
0: been renewed for a four season. Oh, all right. Well, cool.
1: Maybe it's some, one of the ones that they're going to keep around, or or they'll do one more season of it or whatever. But um, but yeah, like all the live action stuff. If it was not in production, was canceled. Yeah. Uh, and if it's in production, they're pretty much kind of being told all right this is your last season wrap it up right uh so it'll probably take another year for all those finales to come out right. but yeah like just this whole like what mitt romney did toys russ uh going on with uh warner brothers uh properties in dc it's like ju- just reboot the film franchise already please go go to ben affleck apologize <laughs> keep, keep gal gadot uh, and uh, bring in, bring back Henry Cavill, which I, from what I, I hear they're they're doing.
0: I actually didn't mind Robert Pattinson's Batman, though.
1: I I haven't seen it yet. That's I, think, that's I didn't mind watch. his Batman,
0: but his Batman is very dark. Yeah, but as it as in the the you know lighting level of the entire movie is very dark. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like
1: in a constant sepia tone from what I've uh, yeah what little I've seen as far as like uh, trailers and stuff. You know what, I didn't mind from DC looking back. I mean, grand looking back on it now, like 16 years later, was Superman Returns with because, uh, Brandon Ralph, yeah, yeah, because it was essentially a continuation of the Christopher Reeve Superman movie. It had the, the fanfare and the the fonts and all, all that stuff. Like, once you sat down and watched, it's like, oh, yeah, like it all flashed back. Obviously, uh, the choice for Lex Luthor, um. Yeah, so hindsight was questionable <laughs> uh, considering everything that's happened, but just the premise of the movie and everything they're setting up and doing. And it's a shame they didn't try building their DCEU from that going forward. Yeah. Because um, uh, don't get me wrong, the, uh, you know, having Henry Cavill as Superman, cool,
0: but it just, it doesn't feel the same. It, they it, should just, they need to just make more, show, more content that, curses a lot like doom patrol sure <laughs> just I, like, hire hire brendan Fraser for everything right, right. Like, like let's let's be real here let's let's just hire brendan Fraser for everything
1: i just i think like if they were to if dc were to do more goofy stuff like shazam although i think shazam's kind of they, they have like the the family that there's a whatever the sequel is it's coming out yeah it's yeah it's like okay so so we're going towards like uh incredibles type stuff is, you, did you feel? watch the first exam? i i have i again i'm not a big dc guy so okay. I, I haven't watched the first one but so, I heard, so yes that's good that I that heard, is
0: something that they do in the, the first movie i, I heard too. it's goofy yes um yeah. that is that is a throwback to the fact that that was what they did in the comics yeah is yeah. you had the marvell family the, sure. mar- the Marvel family, which was, right. oh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah Mary, that, that Mary Marvel, Marvel Captain yeah. Mark, which was, uh, you know, because they were Captain Marvel and Mary Marvel and they all yeah. shared their power and all that Right. Stuff yeah. So that's what they were yeah. doing with that. And, and that
1: that's fine. But it, it's just that I think they need to find that balance because everything else, everybody just feels like a fucking anti hero, even Superman. And it's like, Superman's not really an anti hero. just continue and, hiring and, and, Brendan. And I Fraser. even hate the term anti hero.
0: Uh, but yeah, do that. Like just, I... just keep hiring. Oh, oh, and you know what the really fun thing about uh Doom Patrol is? What's that? Is Michelle Gomez has a part in season three. Uh and you should know who Michelle Gomez is. Uh she's Missy from Doctor Who. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, 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 Okay. Yeah. Now, now that I see her, it's like, oh she yeah. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, this is just they they're they're casting for like the whole um, you know, that whole show is just spot on from the get-go, and yeah, Brett, just hire let's hire Brendan Fraser it's more things. Like, Brendan yeah. Fraser deserves that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, do he deserves so much in this life? Like, I yeah, I just I love Brendan Fraser. I will he, I will stand, I will stand Brendan Fraser till the end of time. He's he
1: he is one of the um uh he's one of the few universally beloved people in all
0: I know. It well, there there was a joke going around, it was like, you know, how you always see those like scandal headlines or whatever you know they oh this person was found you know was was reported as being you know toxic on set or whatnot you know because right blah blah, blah. and it's like brendan fraser has been universally found by his co-workers to be the nicest person instance. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like yeah you're not he is he is a, a wonderful man right so, uh yeah oh uh, we got far off the rails here and that's fine like we
1: we, we did
0: it's okay we have whoa,
1: whoa holy shit update uh the Cleveland Guardians up in Cleveland, Ohio, tonight. Uh-huh. Beat the vaunted New York Yankees six to five. Oh, uh, and they are now up two games to one in uh, their ALDS series. So, if Cleveland wins tomorrow, they wind up facing the Houston Trash Shows. Now, keep this in mind uh, the manager for Cleveland, Terry Francona uh is one of the winningest uh managers in the postseason of mm-hmm. active like he's like going into the, the season i think it was like 22 and nine just in the postseason so right. he he knows how to do his damn job so all right uh, yeah go guardians
0: woo that all might right be a so, good about to stop yeah yeah probably <laughs> i think we should we're should. we oh shit we're are over two hours yeah well you okay. know we we kind of haven't done this in a while and i'm there's we're trying to hash out when we're gonna be able to do it again. Uh yeah, so I'm a lot out of, of stuff t- coming up. Yeah, I'm out of town next weekend. Uh and then the weekend after that is a uh Halloween party on the 20, uh the 29th. So unless yeah. we could do it on the 20 on like a Friday, uh, which would be fine, I think maybe. Uh I don't know. But then like the following two weeks after that, I'm in Hawaii. So <laughs> Yeah, like like anyway. a like a Friday or a Sunday. Like I do nothing. Right. So yeah, we'll see yeah we'll yeah. see if we can get one another one out before e- uh
1: yeah even if we do one on a sunday we can try doing a short one yeah because like at the moment uh, until we start seeing brothers war cards i don't think there's anything coming up to talk about because right yeah not really know, like i think we hit everything including the uh magic Vegas uh vaccination mass policies or whatever talk- right. i talked about earlier so like that that's been the most recent thing that came out uh right that, the um uh the errata updates. Yeah. yeah. yeah Th- those were much. the two things today. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey listener, you're caught up on everything. Um Well, yeah. oh, uh before I before we go. Yeah. Crim Crim put out a video, I think it was Crim, put out a video
0: of Garuda and Explore. So go check yeah. that
1: out and you might be able to find a build to kind of play around with.
0: Yeah, I I pretty much had a build, it's just I I'm not I don't have um uh enough wild cards to play it yeah okay so, that's fair like that's the problem I, hey let me trade you some oh wait no we can't no, no, yeah no, right yeah i don't um, i don't have enough wild cards so Right.
1: speaking of digital trading by the time we record next uh the new version of magic online may
0: be up and running so that'll be uh that's t- that's tuesday It's this Tuesday? Yeah, this Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, So, yeah, yeah, keep an eye on that. So, yeah, if you play on Magic Online, definitely uh, be paying attention to what's going on with the client because uh, at Tuesday, they're going to be switching over fully to Daybreak games. Uh, Nothing about the client is really changing right off the bat. Uh, So, the client is. You do
1: have to uninstall the current client. Yeah,
0: yeah, which is basically tells me that there's links to like wizard servers and stuff like that. And those links are changing to Daybreak servers. Uh, Daybreak's already been doing a lot of the development work and all that stuff up until this point, uh, which is why we've started seeing things like kind of like do stuff uh, with Magic Online. Uh, But their proposed list of like future enhancements for the client is pretty good. Uh, Stuff like multi-factor authentication I think is like the biggest thing. Uh, So looking forward to that. But yeah, definitely pay pay attention to that stuff on the Mothership because it's important if you play on Magic Online. So but anyways, uh, we should probably get going. Uh, so, Scott, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the internet, and we'll go from there.
1: Uh, if you want to talk about baseball or well, literally anything, uh, you can or, or want to send me your Transformers cards, that'd be great too. Uh, you can reach out to me at MTG Pack Foils on Twitter. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, but uh, not as much for Magic related stuff as I am on Twitter. Uh, Joe writes literally a crap ton of articles that you can find on a website out there on the internet. Joe get, tell people where they can find your work.
0: I get two weeks off next month. Nice. <laughs> like that's going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. I get two, <laughs> I get two weeks off for, uh, uh, Hawaii cause I'm not writing articles. Um, well, and you know, on vacation. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, you can find me at more on Twitter. Uh, you can also find the cast at the AstroLab cast and, uh, yeah, you can find my articles every Tuesday and every Thursday at, uh, MTG goldfish with this week in legacy of vintage one Uh, so yeah, we've had a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff going on. Uh, but yeah, so that's all I got though. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys soon and hopefully, uh, we'll be talking about some more magic. Yay. Go Guardians.